Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Reflections on Black Mirror, the podcast that takes an episode of Black Mirror and casts reflections on it. Your hosts for this episode are me, Dan. And Dan, sorry, I thought you were going to say my name. Sorry, and Dan, hello. <laughs> Dan and Dan, it's, it's like a mirror of names. Look at that. I've just, I've just worked that out after about 15 oh. episodes. <laughs> well done. I did stumble again halfway through that intro because again, just thought to myself, I like. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's the same as last week. And what I am impressed at is you. You don't ever say casting views. Like you must be so used to saying that. And I don't think you've actually done that once yet. So well done. What should we say? Casting reflections on Black Mirror on the casting views episode. I keep meaning to say. I'm wondering. We should. We should say sometimes in the week if there's anything like tech black mirrory that's ever happened to us during the week the preceding week i mean not to the extent not not to the extent of the show obviously but if there's weird things or anything the the only weird thing that's happened i don't think it's black mirrory but um someone was walking around our office in a christmas jumper yesterday bearing in mind we're now in 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 mid-january that felt that weirded me out a little bit. It's not really Black Mary, but it's it's the one thing that happened this week which I felt was a bit weird. Like in the Cookie World or USS Callister, someone you, yeah. you're in a you're in a simulation. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to click. It wasn't one of those bright Christmas jumpers. It was, but it definitely had reindeers and snowflakes on it. Yeah, it did confuse me slightly. I thought I'd gone back in time. So, yeah, so let's get stuck into this episode because we haven't actually spoken about this one by WhatsApp this week because. You watched it later than than I did, and I've got I've got really mixed views on this one. We should probably say that you wanted to talk about it, but because I because yeah. <laughs> you got a text, we goes, "Have you what? Have you seen Black Mirror? I've got some opinions on it." And I was like, "No, not yet." And it goes, "Oh, back couple of conversation short, then." No, I don't think we've spoken. <laughs> we haven't. We haven't really had a conversation since. It literally so is... did go like that. I think I watched it Sunday. <laughs> Yeah. And then I messaged you because you normally watch it quite early. So I'm, yeah, I messaged you and said, Have you watched it? I think this was Monday night. And you said, No. And I went, Brilliant. Cut that short. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're here now to talk about it. So it's series four, episode four, Hang the DJ, written by Charlie Brooker and directed by Tim Van Patten. And as the rest of season four, it released on the 29th of December 2017. So I think, again, like a couple of other episodes, I'm only going to name the lead actors in this. We've got Georgina Campbell as Amy and Joe Cole as Frank. Now, it starts off with Frank walking at night. He speaks into a device. You think it's a phone at first, but he speaks into a device and he says, Coach, where do I go? And like a computerized voice says, proceed to the hub. He walks into a restaurant, sits down at a table, and then you see Amy walk in. And she asks her device, how will I know it's him? And she sees a picture of a man, which was Frank. So right at the start, we see it's a dating scenario and a dating app and they're being set up. They meet up. They're extremely awkward together, but in a in a cute way. And they both mention using a system for the first time. And then the other odd thing is they haven't ordered food, but the waiter automatically brings over their food choices to them, doesn't he? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I did. I did clock that at the time, thinking that was um, interesting. And the other thing, and again, it kind of then makes sense at the end. He keeps looking around, and you see there's a guy standing at the back of the restaurant in a suit, almost like he's a bodyguard or something. But it, you feel like you're getting a sinister tone to him being there. Anyway, she says to Frank, she goes, 
as it's our first time, our first date together, should we check the expiry date? And so again, they look at their devices and they click on it and they see 12 hours pop up. So I think we could say now, can't we, that we're in a world where if you're using this dating app, at least anyway, this device, you're put into relationships for a certain period of time, aren't you? Yeah, it's, I guess it's clear at the time you're right, they have been matched by some sort of dating site and they have been given a time limit of how long that will last. Yeah, and so for this relationship, they've got 12 hours. They can't find that out until they both push a button at the same time, can they? So they have to. They both have to be present to, to find them at times. Yeah. So it's not like they find out before the date, it's uh, when they get there. So a vehicle turns up, which is like an electric milk cart well over here anyway in the uk isn't it it's like do you remember the old electric milk carts that that would turn up and take them to a chalet and they separate and they each ask their device what they need to do next and the coach tells them it's up to them to decide they lie on a bed together discussing what dating must have been like before the system and they hold hands and we then find out afterwards that they didn't sleep together as they meet outside after the 12 hours and then they go their separate ways. You're probably about to say, but I thought this bit was quite interesting, you know, how they, they spent their 12 hours because you do wonder if they didn't know what the expiry date was. It kind of, you know, they feel like they're up against the clock, but they also feel like they don't want to have a one-night stand. So it feels like I think they're a little bit conflicted about what is what is natural in, in this because they, they're both not really one-night stand type of people. Right? That's not what they're looking for. So it's a bit of a weird scenario to be in, isn't it? In how to behave. Yeah, I think what's key here is even though the date was 12 hours, you see quite a bit of them airtime for that date. And yeah, they're awkward. It's probably their first time. It may even be sort of like the first time they've stepped into the dating world. But also, they are just really fun together, aren't they? They they get on. Yeah. There's only a couple of other episodes where it's been like this, but it's there's no... Other than that time where he looks round when he sees that man at the back, it's a fun episode, isn't it? They're joking, they're laughing, yeah. and they they really do get on really well. And like you said, yeah, that it's almost like they they kind of didn't know what to do, so they split up. And the coach tells them the next day that even a short encounter helps to shape their decisions. So the system is ultimately working towards a pairing day for each member by putting them with matchups. So, so basically each relationship is a predetermined set of time at which point the system learns stuff about them and then works out who the best partner will be for them. And yeah, there's this pairing day, which sounds quite formal, doesn't it? They then split up. You see them going to their next date. Now she ends up with someone she finds she's attracted to and she likes and he's with someone who basically looks like she can't stand him right yeah her day is or her relationship is nine months and his is 12 uh 12 months or a year so he's got he's got a year to um to spend with her so amy's date tells her that it's relationship number five for him and he's found it best to have sex up front and he sets his status so this was the interesting thing he sets his status on his app machine thing to consent to everything yeah it cuts to amy and her date having sex and you then cut to frank with his new partner being a lot more awkward does it like doesn't she say 
she wants him to do it from behind because she doesn't want to look at his face or something. Yeah, just that, just that, just the whole thing is just not attractive, is it? It's not a turn on. It's it's very much we're doing this activity because we have to. Um, she can't stand him. He can't stand her. Yeah, it looks horrific. Yeah, literally going through the motions. So Frank then asks the coach when he can if he can just walk away from the relationship, and he's told no, he can't. So the a set amount of time later, we see them meet up at a, I think it's a pairing date for another couple. And uh, Frank and Amy see each other and they start flirting. Well, I say start flirting with each other, but they just, they get on so well, don't, don't they? They're so matched that straight away they fall back into the joking yeah. and, and kind of laughing with each other. Cuts back to each other's relationship. And at that point, Amy, while she was attracted to her new date, she's getting more and more annoyed with his mannerisms, isn't she? We see the timer counting down and they're then both unhappy in their relationship. Frank, obviously, is already, it's not that he's unhappy in it. It's just that the two, him him and his new date just aren't compatible. So Amy's date ends. She's put into another one straight away for 36 hours. And then basically she ends up having sex with this person straight away because that's what she's kind of learned from the previous one. And we see her being in a continual cycle of, I think, four or five relationships of 36 hours, where, again, she's just sleeping with the day and then the day ends. But you can tell she's not enjoying this, can you? She's um, Yeah. She might be doing all these acts, but actually you can tell it's, it's demeaning. It's not what she's looking for. Yeah. Yeah, she she's obviously after a relationship, like a proper one, um, but she's just been thrown into these 36-hour ones. So we get to see Frank's relationship finally ends, and I, I found this bit funny. He kind of like goes outside, and they start, he wants to talk to her, and she just walks off, doesn't she? She kind of <laughs> like says, sort of says, see ya, and walks off. Now, this is the interesting bit. He gets paired up with Amy again, and they meet up in the restaurant, and they agree not to have and not to to look at their expiry date. They have sex that evening, and the next day they start discussing how they think the system works in terms of pairing people together. Anyway, again, we see time pass, and Frank is curious to see how long the relationship is due to last. So he gives in, and as you said earlier, both of them are supposed to do it at the same time. So because he's on his own, he looks at it, and initially it says five years, but because he's done it on his own, it recalibrates to take in this almost like distrustfulness, I think, that he's done. It drops to three years, down to 18 months, two months, three weeks, five days, and then finally ends up on 20 hours. So from being five years, he's now only got 20 hours with Amy. He goes out the next day with Amy, admits what's, what he did. Now, I'm going to say something here, and I'm, I know you've got something to pick up on it. Because again, another weird thing, if I'll admit, I knew something was going on, but I didn't know exactly what. Here, she's skipping stones across a pond, isn't she? And she keeps saying, it's four every time. She goes, I've never done it more than four times or something like that, doesn't she? Yeah, she, she says, I've never, she asked him, have you ever done it in more or less than four? Implying that it's always four skips. So I think it's at that point you think, oh, hang on a minute. Something's a bit not right in the world. Yeah, they have a big argument. The system again tells Frank that it, it's assessing his rea reaction to the breakup. This is where 
the finale kicks in. So I know we sort of summarised this quite quickly, but it, it, it is um it is more about some of the conversation we're going to have. Amy gets told she's got a pairing day coming up, and she's allowed to have contact with one previous partner. She chooses Frank. Can we just can we just just back because I think you've missed one relationship, which I think is actually quite good because Frank actually then has a one night stand with another girl doesn't he and he has a conversation about Amy the entire time while they're having sex right and yeah. um they kind of and obviously the other girl has obviously been heartbroken as well um and as they kind of, they're just having a normal conversation while in the act of sex and they kind of get to the end of it and he goes Frank goes do you mind if I think about Amy and then she goes well can I think about him as well <laughs> uh and then they they finish so obviously not over yeah. it. Neither, neither of those two people are over it and are not right in a in another relationship. Yeah, yeah. Try to remember that one, please, because I know I forget things as we go along. But yeah, that that yeah, I completely forgot about that. And and I kind of almost just loved the honestness of both of them in that bit. Yeah, it was quite good. And she also picked up on a point, didn't she, where she said, "You didn't say sorry once," and I thought that was quite a key line because even though he felt bad, he never actually apologized for for breaking Amy's trust. I think if I'm right, I think they've actually both got their pairing days. And anyway. Correct, yeah. Yeah, Amy chooses to meet Frank. She basically says to him that she doesn't want to go through with her pairing days. She wants him, she wants them to be together, don't they? And that they should just ignore what the system is telling them, right? It's here where she starts saying, she she says, haven't you realised that we don't have memories before the system doesn't she she goes we haven't we haven't got any memories about before we use the system and she says to him she thinks the world is a test and that they have to rebel against it and this is where now i said the man at the start when frank was looking back he approaches with a taser amy touches she reaches out to the taser it stops working the people in the restaurant freeze frank and amy run out of the restaurant they reach a wall with a big ladder a singular ladder they start scaling the wall and it then, the, the world starts dissolving around them, doesn't it? And then we see multiple versions of them with numbers above the head. And basically we find out that there's been a thousand simulated realities constructed around Frank and Amy meeting up in a dating scenario. And in 998 of the simulations, they rebelled the system to be together. Then it cuts to what we then assume is the real world. And we see Amy and Frank in a bar making eye contact for the first time and their match says they're 99.8% successful or it's a, it's a 99.8% successful match. And that's it, the end. So I know I've kind of gone through it quickly there. So in a nutshell, the whole episode was a computer simulation within a dating app where it was running algorithms against the person you select to see if you'd be compatible. So initial thoughts on this. Where do you want to start? I feel like that's quite, <laughs> I know you kind of said at the start, there's not a whole lot to talk about. Well, I think there's quite a lot. I enjoyed the episode. Let's just talk generally first. I, I enjoyed the episode. This felt different to a lot of the ones that we've seen before and a, and a it's kind of similar to that nosedive one where it kind of comes away from kind of like the murder and the, you know, the, the bad things happening. Whereas this felt more just in a, in a different world. 
so I, I really enjoyed it. And the one thing I didn't like about it is when you find out the whole episode is just a pre-date model to, to get them together. I felt like that could have been done a little bit differently, like maybe it was some sort of couples therapy um, where they were trying to work out if they were compatible or something along those lines. The fact that it kind of did the whole episode and you find out actually they haven't been on a date in the real world yet. I didn't like that last 10 seconds. Um, I felt that could have been done done a lot better. That is for me where my whole, and I'm still depend, I'm still jumping between scores in my head. So I'm going to wait to see what you end up giving it before I give mine. But I'm still, um, <laughs> it is that bit that I don't, I think makes me not overly like the episode. I wish it actually was a world where you were forced, basically not have the twist at the end. I would like it to be a world where they were yeah. forced into the matchups and almost if they were rebelling against it and you just see them running away with maybe people pursuing yeah. them. But if they just got out that ladder and came out into the real world and yeah. realised they were part of some sort of, I don't know, TV show or online experiment or or something along those lines and then they went off and realised that they were right for each other, then I think that would have been... It would have been quite nice if they'd worked out at the end that they were actually going to be matched. They were going to be each other's ultimate match, even though they'd rebelled against it. So yeah, but the, the last 10 seconds taints it a bit for me because I think it's such a good concept. It feels a bit tainted that it was just a, a computer algorithm. And we've said it a lot for a lot of episodes. I think for me, part of that is the two leads are honestly, they're brilliant and they are brilliant together. And like you said, it's so goes against a lot of the episodes where it is just a fun episode, isn't it? Yeah. Even where... Okay, the bit where she's in relationship after relationship, you can see she's unhappy. But even the one where he's in for the year, there's comedy in that. You know, they they do make it laugh. Because again, it's not that he's overly smitten with her and she's rebuffing him or she's in love with him and he's not. It, there's some genuinely funny bits between the two of them. So when you see them get on that well, and then like I said, just, yeah, just to find out, it's simulation 998 or simulation 1,000 of, of 1,000. Like I said, for me, the previous 50 minutes lost the impact it had. Or, and, you know, where I was, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to ask you about this, this and this. And I'm still going to ask you about those. But, yeah, it just felt, it just took it away for me. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. I agree. Um, yeah, it's just, I think we've had a few episodes now where we feel like we could have come up with a better ending. So I don't know if Charlie Brook is listening, but maybe we could come on board to, to do the endings for him because there has been a few that kind of turned in the last few seconds, hasn't there? I mean, I'm not going to be as critical to you, Charlie, as Dan was <laughs> the other Dan. Oh, Dan S, let's get that, let's get that straight. And I, I don't want to dwell too much on the ending again here, but like I said, for me, end it where they rebel, end it with them escaping the confines of wherever they are, end it with them genuinely saying that we're not going to be told what we have to do. I guess the element of that is that it's a bloody good dating app because it's run a thousand simulations and you know they're going to be together because 998 times but they, you know they what, went against the, it. It's so, I, I feel like it's, it, yeah, it's a good dating algorithm, but you know that dating algorithms in the real world don't work. They, the only the way the algorithm works today is how do we get these people to pay for more, pay more money? Like, how do we get them to to add to their subscription? 
I think yeah. that's how the, how the that's how the algorithm works now, rather than actually trying to match people through some sort of model. Yeah. So let's let's go back to the episode, the start of the episode, and let's treat it like that bit is real. So what do you think about a scenario where you are put into relationships with people Brilliant. for a set at the time? <laughs> so the first thing I wrote down, um, and I, I don't know, um, I can't remember what couple it was. It wasn't. It wasn't Amy and I forgot his name, Frank. It wasn't Amy and Frank. It was the next the the next guy um, who was obviously you know I think he's Lenny. In, I think he's called Lenny. Lenny. Yeah. yeah, Lenny. He yeah. wasn't in it. Obviously, for him, it, the whole thing was very transactional. No, no type types of feelings involved. But he said something which really hit home, and he said that you know I think they were talking about dating in in the old world and how it would have been like. And I guess what they're referring to is what dating apps. Is, is like today. I guess that's the, the stage before this one, isn't it? Is, is that what we're talking about? And he said the words option paralysis. And I thought, what a brilliant way to describe it about how people don't make choices because they have option paralysis. And then when I thought about those words a bit more, I thought, about well, that's exactly what watching telly's like, isn't it? It's when you used to have five channels, you used to be able to watch something all the way through and focus but now with Netflix, Amazon, Disney, you spend half an hour scrolling through the menu because you have yeah. so much choice. And then sometimes yeah. you will start something and you will get fear of missing out, but you've not you've not played the best thing that you could have possibly watched. So you end up not enjoying the thing that you selected. And I thought that that term option paralysis is such a good way of describing the dating world today and watching telly. I don't know why watching telly came into it, but it's quite interesting. No, it's, it's, it's true. You get a lot of options. You get everything thrown at you when you're on an app. You know, I mean, even when you're trying to sign up for something or trying to close an account down, you get a million and one messages pop up. Are you sure you want to do this? We can offer you this, you know, or you yeah. can take out this, this and this. There was also at the start, and I think this one was between Amy and Frank, there was an interesting thing where they were talking again about how things were done beforehand. You don't have to decide to break up because they said, imagine yeah. how messy that would be and who's got to make the first move with that. And it's almost like you can see where this works in this world because should you not? I think, I guess there's two sides of the coin, right? If you're with someone and you don't get on like he was for a year, you know 12 months you're not going to be in that. But like they were at the start for, what was it, 36 hours? They got on really well and they then had to split up. So it's it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, agreed. And also, it's, you know, if you get paired with someone that you don't like, like they obviously did, whereas in the, in the real world and the dating world today, you can end it. But having to be forced to stay that person a year, a year is not a short amount of time. It's not. It's not like a couple of weeks that you got to put up with. You're in a. You're in, and he. I think he described it as a prison sentence, didn't he? he yeah, yeah. He's constantly counting down until he. He can kind of leave. It's interesting as well because I was thinking, and we now know why it puts them through relationships. I was thinking, why would it do that? I mean, the thing is, they were clearly meant for each other. So if it was real. Why would it force them on? We now know why, because it was trying to see would they um, would they try to fight to be back to it with each other. It's uh, kind of like Romeo and Juliet in a way, yeah, isn't it? It's, yeah, I agree. I guess it's if you have a feeling of loss from something, maybe it makes you appreciate it a bit more. 
maybe if they'd stayed together in the first relationship, they would have ended up taking each other for granted. But, you know, you, you get a glimmer of hope, it gets taken away, you get shown what bad relationships are, and it makes you appreciate that first one all over again, possibly. The question I had as well, and, and like I've not used the dating app, but so you see them at the end and they're meeting up because that app has told them they're 99.8% successful. Does that force them into them thinking that they are compatible and trying to be? So even though the scenario, I guess what I'm trying to say, the computer has worked out 998 times they fight to be together. But in the real world, are they tr- going to try too hard at the start? Because the app has said that they are a match rather than, I, I, I don't know. I guess their natural characters should come out and they should fall in love. But I, I, do, I, do you see what I'm saying? I guess. Yeah, you, I guess you just don't know. You know, whatever modelling gets done by, in any in anything, it, there's always a risk that it's not going to work, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, yeah. I just think where, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is because they haven't, met and and worked out that they like each other they've been you know like any app is saying yep that's a perfect match for you so are they going in already uh, i guess what am i trying to say they're going to try too hard or, or they don't need to try too hard because they think well we're, we're we are the perfect match so i don't need to try too it, hard. i, I guess it, de- it depends if they know what's gone behind working out that percentage score doesn't it like you know, dating apps do give a percentage compatibility. God knows what it's based on. But, you know, they do give one. If their app actually tells you, oh, by the way, we did a thousand simulations and of, you know, we've, we've taken, you know, these biometrics, we've taken your DNA, we've cloned you, whatever, and we've, we've tested you 998 times. And, you know, most of the time you, you came out on top. Um it does feel like a bit of pressure, doesn't it? If they kind of know all, all that information, because you don't want to break the break yeah. the system. Yeah. And while you were saying that, you know, the, the the way you were saying it like that made me feel sorry for virtual Frank and Amy because I actually felt for them. <laughs> Those are the characters yeah. I, I felt for. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you're right. They weren't real at the end of the day, even though they had a yeah. conscious and thought they were escaping. Yeah. I said the other thing I don't get is when I when I really dig deep into this episode is the only reason they were rebelling in the first place is because he broke her trust if he hadn't broken her trust they would have had a five year relationship and might have ended up like being okay but it's only because he was deceitful and did something they agreed not to but all of a sudden they're rebelling and why does rebelling mean a good thing as well why why is that the positive outcome and not the algorithm matching them up at the end as the ultimate match well i think that's what it's saying it's saying that in this computer generated algorithm or scenarios it's keeping them apart but even if when it was keeping them apart they were fighting to be together so i think that's why they're saying then they're perfect yeah but I, that's it, and I've read my note, and that will teach me if I write a note to read it. This is what I was saying. I said it's ironic that the computer that they rebel nine hundred ninety eight times, but it forces them together their real life version. So their natural attitude in the computer simulation is to rebel against system, but it's forcing them to do something in the real world. I, I found that quite funny. Do Do you think actually what's happened is that someone has just created two characters on the sims a thousand times 
and just <laughs> seen if they've got together and just kind of made a note of it and and, yeah. and what's happened. Maybe that's their compatibility, but they made a Frank and they made an Amy and they stuck them in the Sims just to see what happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in fact, we could do that. We could start our own <laughs> dating app based, based on that. We could just place the Sims a lot. Wow. <laughs> If you saw what happened to the results when I play The Sims, yeah, you don't. Want to... <laughs> yeah, and I, I did make a note, and I've I've deleted it. There was because I I didn't get it. It was quite late on when you start twigging that there is something not right, and it is before the final reveal. I think for me it was yeah when when she's skipping the stone and she says, you know, I can only keep doing it four times. There's no more, yeah. no less. And what was it when she said, you know, we've got no memories beforehand. Did you kind of like how the episode went? Do you think how they then revealed it at the end? Because it was quite quick towards the end, wasn't it? It's not it's not yeah. something like we've seen before. Like if we take the last episode, it was Crocodile, wasn't it? You see the murder at the start, the technology that Recaller Tech comes in early on. I guess Here it's to... like right at the end. I guess they had to spend a lot of time building the relationship between them didn't they and building the connection and so I guess that was always going to take a lot of time but you're right the last five to ten minutes did feel very rushed where a lot happened about really you know those for example those two characters finding out that they're part of a dating um, model and algorithm and part of a test they could have done a lot on that about them discovering they were not real people, unless at that point they just deleted them and and that that's that's done. <laughs> that's a bit harsh, actually. <laughs> um, or maybe a bit of a I don't know because there's obviously a thousand other stories they could have done a little, not too much, obviously, but they could have done little little clips of the other some of the other couples escaping in in slightly different ways. And I want to see the two versions that didn't rebel who they ended up with and were yeah, they happy imagine, yeah imagine if they ended up with those first two they had long-term relationships with yeah and, that was, and actually that's the other thing i, I want to say before i forget is that it's never said is it i wonder what would happen if because they choose to look at the expiry date so is it that if they don't look at the expiry date they would have been together forever that's the only thing i didn't quite Cup, yeah, or maybe I missed because she said at the start, didn't she? Oh, the countdown started when we revealed, didn't she? So you are almost kind of got that impression as if, if they didn't look, the countdown would never start, right? Right, but I would, I'm surprised that the the coach it's called the coach, isn't it? The coach didn't force them to start, like that felt like it should have been a rule of, of the game, but they had to start it on that date, yeah, that you have to look at it. Or, or even that you have to look at it at the start because that's what I just couldn't work out is, yeah, what if they just didn't look? Was something going to force them apart? You know, maybe we could have seen that. Maybe that's what happened to the other two instances was that they, yeah. they didn't look at it and they go, I, I don't know. That That's the only thing that's been left in my mind about this episode is why, what would have happened if they didn't? What is it? Was there anything else about the episode? I mean, I think I think that's kind of it in a nutshell, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I, I guess going back, going back to the diff, the, you know, the option bit and what dating apps are like today, I do think this is a concept that could really work if if you did it. I don't even know how you would do it. Not the whole you have to stay together two weeks, but if there was a dating app out there that only showed you four profiles, as an example, um, yeah. I think there would be a lot more matches happening because I think with less choice, you're actually then 
end up working on the connection rather than just skimming okay. over it. Okay, so let's take what you said then. And I don't know how this works, but we're going to copyright this. So this is the next couple of minutes is copyrighted and it's ours, right? It's the uh, yeah. Dan and Dan Casting Views app. What you could do is in theory is you could be on an app. You could pick the five people you like the most or like the look of the most and then let it run the simulations in the background and come back to you and say, right, of these five people, this is what we think. This is what happens to you with this person. This is what we think will happen. And then it ranks it in order of stability, potentially. Yeah, I I think so. Something like that. So, but... I think there has to be an element of choice. So I think just say one day you get shown five profiles and you have to choose one of those profiles. And meanwhile, the, the person is having to do the same thing. They get five profiles and you're included in one of them. If you match, then you start work working out what dating looks like and talking to each other. But you're kind of forced to have that connection for maybe you could time time limit it but you're forced to only be able to speak to that one person for a set amount of time in the hope that you build a connection you build to talk to someone and you end up going on a date if it doesn't work then you come back into the dating pool and then do your selection again yeah no i i like that so if someone out there can help do this yeah no i still think you pick five people and then it runs the simulations in the background yeah and then it comes to you because then imagine because then imagine then you wouldn't feel bad if you Imagine if you met someone or you picked someone and you had another two that you liked the look of but didn't go for them and then they ended up going with someone else. So you might always regret and say, oh, why didn't I pick that person? But yeah. this one would automatically let you know, no, you don't have to worry about that person. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and I think as, as well, like dating apps today where you can swipe right 200 times in a day, but it doesn't really help with the whole choice thing and having too much to, to choose from. You can see that I've given this a lot of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I do also think, um, you know, now I got it. I'm trying to put my head back in if I had to start dating again. How awkward I think I'd probably be. I mean, it's an awkward thing, really, isn't it? And this is taking it, the awkwardness out of it in that sense. It is weird. And, like, you know, I confess I've been on dating apps um, and. It is a weird, weird world. But, and I think why I like this episode, actually, I find the concept of dating apps really interesting. And I would love to go behind the scenes and work, you know, figure, look at how it all works and how people get matched and, you know, the numbers, you know, how many successful matches, how many men are on there, how many women are on there. I'd, I'd find the whole thing really interesting. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so it, it does interest me. So, it, yeah. Dating apps is something I think about quite a lot because I think it, they could be better. Um, but yeah, it's, it's take it's a leaf out of Black Mirror's book then if you're if you're listening to this and you own a dating app. Yeah, if you want me to own your dating life, get in touch and I'll give you a set time and a person, and you can <laughs> date that person for that long. Yeah. Um, okay. The. The episode, so I had a quick look around certain things. So the episode was inspired by Spotify, by Brooker, as he considered a system which gives people playlists of relationships. And when you look at it now, you can absolutely see that's, that's the inspiration now, isn't it? And the setting came from the, the production designer went to an expensive holiday and where he went 
or, or where the where they went it, they used that as a basis for the the hub the hub world mm -hmm. in the in the show um according to exec producer annabelle jones hang the dj reflects the state of dating in the present day and a general sense of loneliness yeah and this is goes back to the inspiration charlie brooker said conceived the idea of the coach dating application uh with audio streaming platform spotify it determines playlist for relationships that one should have before settling down with a partner and i guess you could say in frank's case that yeah he had the 12 hours or yeah it was 12 hours sorry wasn't it with someone he absolutely adored and then had the relationship where he wasn't happy so he's he's kind of seen both ends of it both sides of the, the coin there I've got a couple of other things. One is the the episode, and I think this is the only time it's had it, but it actually had a vinyl soundtrack release. So the the song at the end, the Smith song Panic, where the name comes from, and also the Icelandic band Sigur Ross, they created a few tracks for it, and they yeah they released a vinyl uh, soundtrack for this episode, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Now is. the episode title why it's called hang the dj so hang the dj is a lyric in the smith song panic and if i remember right they wrote that because i think the story goes there was a horrible news story on the radio this is radio one so over here especially sort of years ago radio one was like the main station and straight after this horrible news story they started playing like pop music and morrissey the the singer in in the smiths was so annoyed at that that he wrote a song kind of like rebelling against the radio station and hang the dj and because they're rebelling against the platform that's where the name uh, came from now you had something again about the stones didn't you so did you just want to relay that so this is episode four of series four and it's at the point where she's skimming the stones she suggests that she only does it four times. Now, I read this online. I haven't fact-checked it, but it seems fairly reliable. But if you go to 44 minutes and 40 seconds, this is the part where Amy decides to chuck her her coach into the water. She doesn't chuck it into the, into the swimming pool. She skims it along the top. And on 44 minutes and 40 seconds, she goes... Coach count to four. She then skims the stones, and by forty-four, forty-four is the f is the fourth time it touches the water and sinks. Brilliant. And I wonder, I wonder why why he's done that. But stuff like that's pretty cool. And I hadn't spotted that. Yeah, it's it is pretty cool, um, but also very very random. It's not linked to any other Black Mirror episode. It's not. You know, the number four is just, you know, the episode number and series number. It's just randomly inserted it in. So we've got to check for series five episode. I know there isn't an episode five in series five, I think. So I love people that actually spot things like that or work things like that out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's amazing. Would you, like, I'm not even sure I'd even think to check things like that. It's, uh, no. I only had one Easter egg for this and. So it says the dating app that appears at the twist at the very end was briefly seen in playtest, but it also pops up in USS Callister. I think it's the, you know, the receptionist. She's on her phone in that. Apparently she's on that dating app in that. So again, 
Prime Minister from the first episode doesn't feature in this one. Waldo doesn't feature in this it, one. Waldo and the Prime Minister haven't featured for a while, have they? Like, yeah, they need to make get, a comeback. Getting worried about them. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's the only Easter egg I found. So, yeah, overall, what do you think then? What's your score for this? So, I feel like I have a top tier of Black Mirror episodes. And I think this comes into the top tier. Despite despite the last few seconds ruining the story. I think we said the potential to be mid-nines, but I think I'm going to go 8.8. Really? Okay. That's a a good score. So, just looking back, because Dan doesn't doesn't see the scores. I keep them. I've got a list here. That's the same score as Archangel and White Bear. Spot on. I, I think I'm fairly consistent with my my scoring. I bounced around through this whole episode while I've, while we've been talking. I bounced around two, and I went as low as five. But you know what? I'm going to give it six. Okay. I'm going to give it six, and I think looking at it, that's our biggest biggest discrepancy by looks of it. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad score for a bad episode. I just loved the first, I think it's 51 minutes, the runtime, let's have a look, what does this say? Yeah, this has got the runtime as 51 minutes, and I think for like 48 minutes, 49 minutes, it's a brilliant episode, but that ending just, it just, yeah, it does spoil it for me, it does spoil it for me. I did enjoy it being a fun episode, and not, like you said, not horrific or Mm-hmm. violent or, or distressing so yeah any other comments on the episode uh, yeah sorry just one I, I said to you at the start i wrote down three things for this episode my notes were very very basic but one of the things i haven't actually talked about um but you mentioned it so we kind of skipped over it was the whole consent into everything on an app oh yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What a great, great idea that is. If, some, if, if there's a dating app out there that could find a way to make that work, I think, you know, obviously the, the world is a nasty place sometimes with things like this, but that consent into everything or what you consent to, I think would be brilliant if it was ever, ever possible to do. You're right. It's interesting because it was, again, I, I know I say this a lot, but it was a throwaway moment, wasn't it? It was about yeah. 10 seconds, he said. And I think you just see him tapping on that on his tablet, doesn't he? But it's, yeah, like you said, it's a throwaway comment, but it's a such a big, big, big topic in in the world. Yeah, um, yeah. With, with things like this, um, and you know, people being put in uncomfortable positions from people they meet online. So, yeah, throwaway comment, but covers the whole world of nastiness. So, yeah, I thought that was a uh, quite interesting. We'll, well, maybe we can make that work on the cast and reflections dating app. Yeah, there we go. Copyright <laughs> casting views. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that's how it works. <laughs> Next episode is going to be series four, episode five. It's going to be your one. It's called Metalhead. Before we go, I just want to shout out a few people. So I just want to shout out the group I've joined called the Podpack Collective that are just trying to help promote and support each other plus other podcasts. So it's um, Chat Tsunami, Nerdstalgic, Two Girls, One Reusable Cup, Review It Yourself, and Seismic Cinema. And yeah, see you next week for Season 4, Episode 5.
If I want your opinion, I will give it to you. Come on, check what we've got, cause you need it. Don't make us get a spark and force.